0: I just want to pray right now real quick. I, I know we just done a bunch of prayers, um, but I just want to pray for those who are, are going through depression and suicidal thoughts and really just dark, gloomy days, we'll say. Uh, and I just want to release peace over you guys. So if you guys wouldn't mind us praying once again. Um, Father, I just thank you. God, I thank you for, for your goodness. Father, we pray for each and every soul in these seats in here tonight, God. I pray that not a single person will be able to leave this place tonight until they encounter your goodness, your love, and see you face to face. We speak against depression, suicide, anxiety, God, we just restore your hope into those circumstances. We speak your purpose, your passion, your identity into those circumstances, God. I pray that all throughout tonight, while the message and and just as we're sitting here, as we're, we're hanging out as a community afterwards, God, that you would give us eyes to see what you are doing in this place. And you give us ears to hear what you are saying right now. And God, that that would be the posture of our heart moving forward. God, we ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, God, that you would open our hearts to receive the word that you have for us tonight, whether it's in the message or whether it's something that you want to supernaturally deposit within us. God, you have your way. Your kingdom come. We sang it tonight, but we declare it. Your kingdom come. We want this place to be on earth as it is in heaven. So Father, as we look out, give us eyes to see heaven in these situations so that way we can reach out and pull heaven into them. God, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Holy Spirit, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you. It is our joy to be here in your throne room and to encounter you. So come and have your way. We pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can I, I don't know if I shared this with you guys yet, but um, I, was, I was really praying through, uh, this is probably a month ago, and I don't know, at this rate, we, I don't even know if we'll ever get to the message, so don't even worry about it. Um, <laughs> I was praying uh, uh probably about a month ago and and I was just convicted with that that the way that we end prayers. And if if you're new to church and if you're new to, to Christianity, then maybe you've been shown uh you know the way to pray, and maybe you've just you've just continued forward just because well that's how we close out a prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, and 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 you know, I grew up in church at a young age, we prayed over every meal, right? Came together as a family and we'd pray, bless this food to our body and bless, you know, this and this and this. Then we finish off in Jesus name. Amen. All right. And then in Jesus name, amen meant it's time to eat, (laughs) Um, (laughs) right? (laughs) Any, any witnesses out there? And, and I was just thinking through it as I was praying about a month ago, And God really started laying the heaviness of what in Jesus' name and what amen actually truly means. When we go to God with our prayers, they're not just lofty things that we're throwing up. They're just not not just good ideas that we're throwing out there that we hope the the big guy upstairs will, will grab onto and do something about. They're actually declarations that we're making where we're partnering with the heart of God. And when we say in Jesus' name, it's not actually just going... Well, these are the magic words that make sure that our prayer gets done. It's saying, what I've just prayed, and this is part of it, we need to understand that what we pray is within his will, his character, and his nature. But it says, what we just prayed is within his character, will, and nature. So, amen means let it be so. And I just want to implant that in you, just as a small little aside. That when you pray, when we pray, when you get to the end of the prayer, it's not just these are the magic words. Hopefully he does it. It's a this is in the nature of the creator of heaven and earth. So let it be so. Let it be done. God, do your work. It's actually a, in, in a lot of, if you look through and you look at the, the exclamation of the, the amen, amen is actually said with like an exclamation point. Let it be so! <laughs> I don't know the last time I heard somebody pray <laughs> to where they used the exclamation mark at the end. Some of us, the, the difference between where we're at and the breakthrough is turning our question mark into an exclamation mark. <laughs> that just came to me. All right. We should just end on that. <laughs> I don't quite know how to read into that one. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Jake started, uh, started a series off last week, and he, he planned on continuing on this week, but obviously the circumstances changed. Um, last week, he, he started a series called Living Life on Purpose, and, and I don't even know what his second week points were going to be, so I'm not bringing his message that was probably way better than mine, um, but <laughs> I'm what you get. Hey, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Crystal. I set myself up for failure there. I should have waited and made that declaration at the end and then wouldn't have been trolled the entire time. As I was praying through this week and I only got about 15, 20 minutes, uh, so I'm going to try and keep this as quick as possible. And it actually works out because I, I you know, I was thinking about it this week. I I mentor a lot of, of young guys one on one and mentor a lot of I mean, obviously, I, I run our, our discipleship program and I do our freedom classes and there's a lot of mentorship that goes on in my life. And much of my job and my role is sitting down with young young adults and walking through life with them. And it, it's one of the greatest joys of my life. And I was thinking about today's message and, and what to bring with you. And I, I really, that's why I brought the chair up, plus my feet hurt. Um, I really felt like today was g- going to be kind of a, a mentorship session with, with us, if you would allow me. So I kind of step in and it's, I'm probably going to talk about some scriptures, but I, I might not necessarily point to chapter and verse um, because I want it to feel a little bit more conversational. I want to feel like it's me sitting down with some of the young men that I mentor and being able to just kind of talk about a life on purpose with some of the things that God laid on my heart. Bless you. How many of you guys would say that there's been multiple times through your life where you've probably questioned, what's God's will for my life? What's I, I, I go to your scripture, I, I read through this book, and I just want to know what your will is for my life. We talk about it in Freedom Tour. We often ask, where should I go? What should I do? Where should I go? What should I do? Uh, but I, I really feel like, you ever get those shower thoughts to where all of a sudden, like, you're just in the shower praying and something heavy just hits? <laughs> like, this is one of the things. Like, like, about a week and a half ago, I was just asking God, okay, I want to know your will, plain and simple. I, I don't want to complicate it. I don't want to, you know, I don't, if I'm going to sit down and try and explain it to someone, I don't want to have to give a giant exhortation to, to really just give you this, this big idea of what God's will is for your life. I want it as plain and simple as humanly possible. And I, I think I got at least the most simple version that I've, that I've ever heard in my prayer time with the Lord. And I said, "God, what is your will for our lives, and what is your will uh, just within our midst?" And I heard two things: All right, God's will is for us to look like Christ, and for Earth to look like heaven. God's will is for you to look like Christ and for Earth. To look like heaven. Genesis 1 through 28 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule, say rule, rule, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over the cattle, over the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. To all the ladies said amen, we get to rule over the creeps. (laughs) I don't remember where I heard that. That wasn't original to me. I stole it from someone. (laughs) I think I heard like three different. (laughs) It probably came from multiple different things. God created man in in his own image, the image of God. He created him, male and female. He created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Say, subdue it. subdue it. And rule. Say, rule. rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over every living thing that moves on earth. God says to himself, Let's do this, and then he does it. I, wa- I want to point out first and foremost that this is God's original and everlasting design for mankind that we would bear his image and likeness, and that we would rule and take dominion over earth. Okay, say over earth. Earth. We talked about, uh, I think it was two months ago? Two months ago, I think we went through the series uh, called Powerful People. And we talked about in that series about we don't try and take authority over somebody else. We maintain authority within our own inner reality and within our own world, right? So this isn't... Go and take dominion, go and take authority over others. It's about go and take authority over creation that God made for man to rule over and over the principalities that are attacking creation, right? You guys following along? So right in Genesis one, he shows us that God created us in his image and then he gave us really a kingdom to rule over. That Eden was put on earth. And then he says, go forth, be fruitful and multiply, expand, take dominion, take influence over every area of the earth. And what he was saying to them, he goes, you've been made in my image. So now go make earth look like Eden, which is a picture of heaven on earth. Jesus, when he teaches us to pray, he says, pray this way. Our father... Wrath thou in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is In in heaven. It's part of the declaration that he gave us, right? When we pray, it's a declaration. And when we're praying, we're declaring, God, on earth, your will be done. On earth, your rule and reign have its way. So what's God's purpose if we if we take will and we, we put purpose in that place? Do you think that's okay for us to say? In, in later on in in John, John or in uh, John Jesus is saying to us, "If you abide in me and my word abide in you, ask whatever you wish, ask whatever you desire, ask whatever you will, and it will be given to you." We're going to talk about that here in a second. We're going to go back to the scripture in a second, but in that in that scripture, will and Desire and purpose, they're all interchangeable, right? So if we go, God's will is for us to look like heaven or for us to, in a way. Yeah, for us to look like Jesus and earth to look like heaven, right? This is his purpose and design for mankind. Pastor Jake was talking last week and was jo- talking about the, the story of Joseph and, and was talking about the trials that Joseph was going through. And God gave Joseph, Joseph a, a, a dream and a picture of what would come. And it was an abstract dream, but, but he gave him a picture and Joseph had an idea of where he was heading. But in the midst of of just the timeline of his life. All these things happened to him. His brothers tried to kill him. He got sold off into slavery. He, he got, you know, wrongfully accused for trying to commit adultery. Uh, he got thrown into the prison. Then he, but in every single instance, he, he constantly pursued the Lord in all of those instances. Uh, but Jake said something that was very, very important that I hope you guys caught last week. And I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember and I didn't write in my notes. Um, he said, in the midst of pursuing the dreams that God's put on your heart, God's more interested in forging your character and nature in all of that. Does that make sense? Again, it's a paraphrase. I don't remember his exact statement. But I think it's so, so powerful that we need to understand that, that God's, more, God's more interested in our character and who we're becoming than the places that we're going. That frustrates us because we just want him to tell us where should we go, what should we do. We just want him to come down and, and you know, give us this little word bubble that says, thou art supposed to go to this school. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord. Amen. We, we, we expect him to come down and go, you're supposed to go forward and work that job or go into that mission field. Or, and in different occasions, he does do that. But at the same time, as a whole, I can confidently say to you that more so than where should I go, more so than what should I do, he's concerned with who should I become. That's why, well, you're crying out in your job, God, take me out of this job, and you feel like He's not responding. It could very well be that He's using that job to forge a different type of character inside of you. And I'll say it this way if you're dreaming God sized dreams, Then you need to have a godlike character forged in you before he could ever deposit those on you. Otherwise, if you were to put God sized dreams on an unforged character, it would actually be the very thing to crush you. God's will is what for us to look like Christ Christ and for earth to look like heaven. Heaven. Do you know what those two things look like? Because when when we when we go into scripture to try and figure out life. We could actually miss the very thing that he's trying to do in us and through us. But when we go into scripture and we actually discover who the person of Jesus Christ is. It says we begin to look at him as if he were a mirror. So while we're here getting frustrated, God, you're not telling me what to do in this instance. We might think about changing our question to going, God, who do you need me to be in this instance? Because his purpose for our life is more about us becoming like Christ than him sending us off someplace. We talk about it. There's, There's probably conversations that you guys have had with family members that have a misunderstanding of who God is, or maybe you've had a misunderstanding of who God is and thinking that he's this marionette you know like puppeteer up in the sky and we're just kind of here on these strings and he's just kind of putting us where he wants us and and we can even think no that's not <laughs> we try and explain to that's not how it is you know like like there's there's you know people go why would god let th- bad things happen to good people well you need to understand that there's there's a devil that's still running and, and, and ruling at a time right now, that that we're supposed to be partnering with the Lord to crush, right? And there's going to come a day to where he's completely crushed and we step into the fullness of God's glory and we try and explain that to people. So we go, no, it's like God didn't cause that hurricane. God didn't cause that cancer. We, we try and explain that to people. But then we turn to God and we go, God, I just need you to give me every direction I need for my life. And we try and put ourselves right back onto strings. But I think what God's actually saying to us is if you become like Christ, then it doesn't matter where you go, I will be with you. It doesn't matter where you go, heaven will enter into earth. It doesn't matter what you do because you've caught my nature and character. So anything you do will contain the essence of heaven, the essence of my kingdom in it. And then all of a sudden it becomes a co-laboring. If you think back to, to Genesis and Adam comes onto the scene, God creates Adam. Then what was the first activity that God did with Adam. He creates all the animals and he parades the animals in front of Adam and he says Adam you get to you get to name the animals this is far more important than we understand it's not just Adam throwing out funny names that one's an alligator (laughs) that one's a hip-hop anonymous Uh, you know like it's we we can misunderstand what was actually going on there what when you look at scripture and when you understand the the name it's like what we were talking about earlier when we pray in the name of Christ it contains the character and nature of Christ so when Adam was naming the animals he was actually establishing what that animal would be when he gave the horse the name horse he was actually establishing the character and nature of what that animal would be. Does this make sense? There's a point to where God wants us to catch his nature, to catch his character, and to walk out his identity here on earth that actually opens us up to a realm of possibility to where then he goes, okay, now what do you want to do? Because I will be with you. And because I know that you've caught my character and nature, I have confidence in what you're going to do, and I'm going to partner with you. The Bible calls it co-laboring with Christ. Does this make sense? Does this open up some things for you? It's, it, we, we get so caught up because we're so focused on our world. We talk about it in Freedom Ministries. When I'm born, I'm born with these two eyes, that anywhere I look, you guys are whoever I'm looking at right now, I'm looking at Dylan. Dylan's at the center of my focus. And when I turn, the, my center of focus turns with me. Okay? So from birth, my world, and my perspective, and my point of view circles around me. So I think that my purpose is about me. Our purpose was never made to be about us. God didn't design us to make it about us. He, in himself, makes His love and affection about us. But our purpose is not about us. It's about him and about others. God says this is the greatest commandment above all else. Love the Lord your God and love others. Right? Is this this all making sense? Okay. John 15:7, I think we had it up a second ago but we're going to put it back up. Jesus is, is talking, and he, I love John 15, and if you go through John 15, I, I really, really suggest you do a, a study on John 15. He talks about a pruning process, and, and, and even when we're bearing fruit in our life, he still prunes that area of our life, and it really gives uh, amazing context to highs and lows throughout life and really how God produces fruit in our life. It's a beautiful, beautiful, bless you, a beautiful scripture to just really sit through and meditate on. Um, a lot of visual imagery there that Christ is giving us to understand our relationship with him. But then John 15, 7, he says this amazingly. And he had just said a couple verses before this, If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will bear much fruit. But in this way, he says, If you abide in me and my word abide in you, it's his rhema word. It's actually a spoken word. It means we have to be in active, living relationship with him. It means we have to be constantly receiving from him in the moment. If you abide in me, and my word, my Rama word, my active word abides in you, ask whatever you wish. Ask whatever you desire. And it will be given to you. All of us have desires. All of us are to some degree praying into those desires. God, would you just, that's the job I want. Would you just give me that job? Would you just, that's the person I wanna be with. Would you just give me that person? And we have these desires that we're praying into. But I wanna point out, the desires that he gives us, there's a process that happens. And abiding comes before the desire. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, if you have a relationship with me and my my relationship lives within you, if you pursue me and my character in nature is within you, you will ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you because you're hosting my character in nature. Because whatever you wish will have already been within my will and authority. And it will actually, whatever you're desiring, will look like heaven on earth. Are you guys catching this? I hope that this changes something inside of you of going, what is my purpose on my life? And you throw out everything else and you go on a constant pursuit of God, how are you going to use these circumstances in my life today to make me more like you? And Christ endured much. He was mocked, he was flogged, persecuted, crucified, executed. The level of persecution that we go through will never hit the level that Christ went through. But it does not mean that there's not going to be hardships in our life, but we use those hardships to allow them to crucify the old nature and to actually become more like our king. And when we become more like our king, we can actually host his kingdom and bring it into every sphere of influence to where now it's no longer, God, what do you want me to do? Now we've caught his nature so much that he's looking to us going, what do you want to name that animal? What do you want to do if we think about it the other way around we we carry this very improper theology that puts us right back onto the strings of the marionette master and that's not the relationship that God has called us into he's called us into a friendship into an inheritance we're called a royal priesthood means that we are royalty. Each and every one of you, say, I am royalty. I am royalty. Amen. Mm, amen. <laughs> Bless you. A lot of blessings tonight. Thanks for sneezing so much. I, I had a lot of blessings be- like pent up, and I just wanted to throw them out at you guys. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna pray. As I pray, I'm gonna we're gonna do a very brief activation here, but but I, I, I just want you to, as we're praying, I'm gonna give you things to pray, and I want you to speak them out loud when you pray these things. Okay? Then we're gonna listen for God to speak. If you're new around here, if you don't know, God speaks to his people. It's all throughout scripture says that his sheep will hear his voice. We are his sheep. Uh, so be expectant that God's going to speak to you. And we're going to speak out loud because we're going to expect Him for him to speak back to us. It might look like a picture. might look like a feeling. might look like words that he might say to you. But he's going to speak to us. So close your eyes. Just ask Jesus. There's like four people that prayed that out loud. (laughs) Jesus. 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 Is there an area in my life life that that I've been trying to avoid that you're using to make me more like you? And now just sit and listen. If you heard something, just say, Jesus, I receive it. If you didn't hear something, do not worry about it. He's going to speak. Say, Jesus, does my sphere of influence look like heaven on earth? say, how would you like me to partner with you to change that? Father, I thank you for, for what you're doing in our midst tonight, God. I pray that all the willing hearts in here would say, God, not my will, but your will be done, God, and that you would show us what that looks like in our life on a daily basis. Father, that we would wake up in the morning and cry out, Abba, Father, good morning, Papa. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Jesus. I need you in my life today. Let that be the cry of our hearts. Let us yearn to know you more, to see your face, and let us search your word to experience your heart, to see your promises for us, your heart for us, and how you want us to partner with you. So, Father, we say, let it be so. Jesus, in your name, your nature, your character, produce it inside of us. God, we love you and praise you and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.